0: This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. And here's the danger. When you've been waiting a long time and you don't feel like anything is happening and it doesn't look like anything is happening, that's when we are very tempted to start sliding back. I want you to listen to me. Is anybody willing to pay the price today for the privileges that you want later on in life? Then you got to go home with a new word now. Oh, and your flesh is going to kick up a fit. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to. I'm tired. I worked all week. I don't want to do that. Well, the bridegroom showed up when least expected. Matthew 25, 5. The bridegroom was a long time in coming. <laughs> Man, if any of you notice that Jesus takes his good old time. He doesn't seem to be in a hurry about anything. And here's the danger. When you've been waiting a long time and you don't feel like anything's happening and it doesn't look like anything's happening That's when we are very tempted to start sliding back. Come on now. Oh, you were full of fire when you first released your faith for that breakthrough. Bless God, I'm going to get victory over this. I'm going to confess the word, study and do everything that I know I'm supposed to do. And then a year went by, and a couple of years went by, and maybe five or six years have gone by, and The devil's saying, that don't work. That don't work. You might as well just, you're just wasting your time. Boy, that's when you got to be careful because that's where the battle is really won or lost. Come on. You got to make your mind up that you're going to keep on keeping on. Come on. Now here, I'm going to tell you something that's important. Don't forget this. Don't do what's right just to get a right result. Well then why should I do it? Because it's right. And it's your nature. It's your new nature in God to always do what's right. Whether your reward is soon or whether it's delayed. What do we read in Hebrews chapter 11? The chapter of the heroes of faith. It said, these all believed and waited, but they never received in their lifetime because God had us in mind and he delayed so we could be gathered in. You know what the Bible says? Jesus says, when I come back, who will I find in faith? So if he's gonna return three weeks from now on Sunday at 10 o'clock, don't just start now stirring your faith up. Keep it stirred up all the time. It's not, well, here we go. It's not somebody else's job to come along and keep you happy and encouraged and stirred up. Come on. We have to be very careful that, that we don't just turn a church service into something where we go expecting to be entertained all the time. Not an entertainment service. This is where you should get your bottom spanked a little bit. Yeah. By the word, get you kind of straightened up there. Refan your fire and yes, be encouraged if you need that. We we need to but we need to hear all sides of it. And you're going to find in these three parables that really they're all saying the same thing but in a different way and that is You better do what's right now, otherwise you will lose your reward. Because the time is going to come when we are all going to give an accounting, and it's not about salvation, but it's about what we've done with what God has given us while we've been here. What are you doing to help somebody else? Yeah, You were just a little bit too quiet on that one. I mean, seriously, that's a question you need to ask. What am I doing to help somebody else? And you know, I'm I'm a professional minister. And so I could say, well, I'm helping people all the time. But many years ago, God told me, that's your job in your private life. I expect you to behave just like you're telling everybody else to behave. And so I pray every day for God to put somebody in my path that I can be a blessing to. We need to get to the point where we say, I refuse to let this day go by without showing Jesus to somebody. You don't have to preach with words if your actions show it. Amen. Ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. Five did a little something extra they were prepared and ready. i tell you what, I'm ready for Jesus to come back. I mean, I don't like the world anymore. I don't like the way it is. And the more years you put up with it, the more ready you are. I mean, I understand why Paul said, for me, I'd just as soon go, but I'll stay here for you. Amen. Well, at midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish, and here it comes, it's always this way. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil. And isn't that what we have a lot of today? People who don't want to do what they should be doing, but they want to benefit from the ones who have done what they should have done. And hey, I'm all about helping people. I love to help people. But there does come a time where you're not really helping, you're enabling. And so... I just felt like I should kind of throw out in front of you that there may be some of you here that you need to say what these wise virgins said. No. (laughs) Now, you know, I'll bet they got judged for being hard hearted and mean. Yeah. Because that's the way people are who don't want to do their part and they want to take the benefit that you work for a matter of fact they think they deserve the benefit that you work for and so if you tell them no they'll tell you you're not a good Christian I had a brother he's not alive anymore he was nine years younger than me and he always had problems with drugs and alcohol he got in the Vietnam War when he was 17 and They were out in those jungles and a lot of the guys started using drugs and he just, but even before that, he just was always irresponsible. And I think his whole life, he lived off of another woman. He'd always be living with some woman who was taking care of him. And as he got older and his health was being affected from the drugs he said he wanted to come home, and get his life straightened out. So we sent him a bus ticket, brought him home and boy, he was a mess. His teeth were messed up and he just looked awful. And so we, we took him on as a project and made sure that he was born again. And we let him live in our home for about four years. And well, he, he got all straightened out. We got him all new teeth and got him a truck and he had good clothes and he got healthy he gained the right amount of weight had a girlfriend but I came to the point where I felt like the grace was no longer there for him to live in our house I didn't want to take care of my brother the rest of my life I already was taking care of my mother and my father and my widowed aunt and I love helping people, but I didn't want to spend my whole life taking care of people that could have been and should have been taking care of themselves. And this is where you need to listen to God and be willing to say no once in a while and not care if somebody judges you for it. So we told him we felt it was time for him to get out on his own. We helped him with furniture, helped him with an apartment. As soon as he got out on his own, he went right back to the way he was living before. Long story short, didn't see him for another, I don't know how many years. And then he's living out in Arizona and he's living with another girl and they both got drug problems and no money. And so she actually called and told me that she thought that I should open a bank account for her and my brother. (laughs) Oh yeah. And put $2,000 a month in it. Because after all, you got this big ministry, and you're supposedly helping people, and this is your brother, and you should help him. Do you know what I said? No. <laughs> and she said, well, what, what kind of a Christian are you? You're telling me. So a lot of times you can be doing the right thing and get judged and criticized for it but you still are not doing the best thing for the other person if you eternally enable them to stay the way they are. I don't know who, but somebody needed to hear that this morning. Well, they said, no, (laughs) There, there may not be enough for both of us. So you instead go to those who sell oil and get some for yourselves. Well, the problem is, is they missed the return of the bridegroom while they were gone doing what they should have done. Come on. What's our magic word today? Now. How many of you are going to go home and with God's help, try to make a few serious changes? Just... Get things a little bit tidier. Declutter your house. Now, maybe you don't need to hear this at all. Maybe you're the perfectionist and nobody could find a speck of dust in your house anywhere. (laughs) But if there's areas in your life where you're procrastinating, stop procrastinating. Stop putting things off till another time. Start preparing for a little bit of delay And then you'll stop being late everywhere you go. Because nothing in this earth is perfect. If it takes you nine minutes to get to work. And you leave your house nine minutes before you have to be at work. (laughs) Here's the way it's going to go. You're going to get out your car and realize you don't have your car keys. You're going to go back in to get them. And while you're in there, you accidentally leave your glasses inside. So you get out to your car and you've got to go back in and get your glasses. While you're in there, the phone rings. And you're curious. You can't stand it. Now you've got this call. Well, you end up going to work and lying to your boss about why you're late. And the truth is, you just didn't plan. <laughs> now, come I I hope you still love me. Those of you that are late a lot, do you still love me? Okay. All right. Because, you know, I'd rather just stand up here and tell you a bunch of nice stuff. I'm not here to make people mad, but it's the truth that sets us free. And it's not the truth about somebody else that sets us free. It's the truth about us that sets us free. The Bible warns against the dangers of becoming a sleepy Christian. Stay on fire do you ever, you ever think where's that old fire that, all that enthusiasm that I had when I first got saved you know what fan your flame don't let those fires go out stir yourself up 1 Thessalonians 5 6 so then let us not be like others who are asleep but let us awake and be sober <laughs> Matthew 13, 35, therefore keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows are at dawn. And if he comes suddenly, don't let him find you sleeping. I say to everyone, watch. Watch. The devil roams about like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking whom he may devour. It doesn't have to be you and it doesn't have to be me. But if we're sleepy Christians, he'll sneak up on us and start lying to us. And before we know it, we'll be believing him. And the next thing you know, we'll be losing our faith. Come on, have any of you gone through this? You must be tired. You're clapping awful quiet this morning. (laughs) There are 66 Bible references to the importance of being watchful. And that doesn't mean to watch everybody else so you can criticize them. (laughs) It means watch what's going on in the world and realize how close we are. It means watch yourself. Make sure you're not falling back or backsliding in areas of your life. Watch what's going on in your mind. What kind of thoughts are you having? Watch your mouth. Come on, how many times you tell your kids, watch that mouth, you better watch that mouth. Well, God's got the same speech. <laughs> Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Watch these things, and don't let yourself slide back. Don't let yourself get lazy and procrastinate. I heard a story about how the devil was um, had assigned these higher-up demons to train newer demons on how to go out in the world and deceive people keep them from being saved and so after they had a little time to practice they called them back in to ask them questions and they asked the first one so what are you going to do to deceive people he said I'm just I'm just going to tell them there's no God and he said, well, you may get a few like that, but you're not going to get many because most people inherently know that there is a God. Said so the other one, what are you going to tell people? I'm going to tell them there's no hell. They don't need to worry. He said, well, you'll get more than the first one, but still not as many as you need to. And he said to the third one, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to tell them they got plenty of time. Just put it off till later. He said, now you... <laughs> will reap many souls for the kingdom of darkness. Do you know what? Good intentions is not obedience. Or, I'm going to get things right with the my sister that I've been mad at for eight years. I'm going to win later. well, what if the master comes while you're still thinking about obeying him? Amen. And I'm not saying that that's going to cause you to go to hell, but we are going to give an accounting. I don't know what we think that day is going to be like, but I think it's going to be challenging. So what have you done with your time, Joyce? What have you done with your gifts? What'd you do with the money that I entrusted to you? I want to have some good answers. I want to be able to say the most that I could. I tried to live my life for you. I know I didn't do it perfectly, but Jesus, you're it. Amen? Amen. Don't live your life in such a way where at the end of it, you look back and all you're left with is regrets. I think that must be the most terrible, empty feeling when you didn't do what you should have done when you should have done it, and now it's too late to go back and fix it. So if you've kind of let Bible study slip, stir yourself up, get committed, maybe get committed to a group of people. If you started staying home more Sundays than you come to church, why don't you just stir yourself up and... Get yourself there on a regular basis because there's other people that need you. You're praying for God to use you. He can't use you if you stay home by yourself all the time. You got to get out and get among those nasty, hard to get along with people (laughs) that are out there. Amen. Amen. So you got a homework assignment. You're going to go home and every time the Lord shows you something that needs to be done, you're just going to go ahead and take care of it right now. Just be a now person. You're going to be prepared when the Lord comes back. You know, they were shocked when the door was closed and they couldn't come in. And Jesus said a very interesting thing. He said, I never knew you. I never knew you. You know how many people there are that go to church all the time and they think that's all there is to being a Christian? The Bible doesn't say when you're born again, you must go to church. I, I, I always encourage people to go to church. One of the reasons why I enjoy coming here so much is because I get to actually be in church for a little while without having a responsibility. All I need to do here is preach. I don't need to run the service and make sure this and this and that and that and something else. You should, you should do things on a regular basis and be disciplined wisdom is what common sense wisdom is what doing now what you're going to be happy with later on while we're waiting for the bridegroom let's sit with the five wise virgins who always did a little something extra just to make sure they were always prepared Father, we thank you for the word today. And I pray that if there are any here this morning that don't know you, that right now they'll surrender their lives to you. If you're here this morning and you've not received Christ as your Savior, or maybe a better way to put it is you have not surrendered your life to Christ. You don't have to make yourself better in order for Jesus to want you. He wants you right now. And if you're here this morning, you say, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want you to pray for me. I want to receive him. I want to be a Christian, a follower of Christ. Would you slip your hand up and let me see where you're at? I want to pray with you. Put it up nice and high so I can see you with a crowd like this. It's kind of hard to see. Okay, if you lifted your hand, I want you to stand up right where you're at. Not to embarrass you. We're not going to bring you down to the front. But if you won't make a stand in here, you certainly won't go out there and make one. So come on. If you raised your hand, stand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's all pray this together. Lisa's going to come. We're going to close the service this morning. Let's pray together. Father God, I love you. Jesus, I believe in you. I'm sorry for the way I've lived. I turn away from sin. And I want to live for you. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. You paid for my sins. I receive you now, Jesus. And I surrender myself to you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me a new life. Amen. Come on, everybody give God a praise. Well, you know, now is the time to do what's right. Don't put it off until another time, but do it now. Today we're offering you the Battlefield of the Mind New Testament. We have a study Bible called the Battlefield of the Mind, and it's, we highlight and write a lot on things about the mind and the mouth. And it's a slim line. It's easy to carry with you. I think you'll really enjoy it. And then also a note keeper called Let Your Light Shine. It's a really pretty purple color. Matter of fact, when I saw it, I said, ooh, I want one of those. So by studying the Word of God now, we will be prepared for whatever comes in the future. Now be sure to stay with us because I want to pray for you right after this you ever experience thoughts of self-doubt anxiety or depression did you know you can control what you think and have peace in your thought life joyce's battlefield of the mind new testament edition combines the power of god's word with helpful insights prayers and commentary from joyce to help you renew your thinking and establish the word in your thought life which will bring peace to your mind along with the Battlefield of the Mind New Testament edition. You'll also receive the Let Your Light Shine Notekeeper and Bronze Pen. You can use them to write about all the victorious experiences you're having with God during this time in your life. You can get these resources for your gift of $30 or more. Go to JoyceMeyer.org or call us at 1-800-727-9673. Experience God in a whole new way at the Joyce Meyer Conference. Three unique sessions with heartfelt worship and practical teaching to help you relax, refresh, and recharge your life. Coming to Phoenix, Arizona, February 14th and 15th with worship by Dream City Worship. In Austin, Texas, March 27th and 28th with worship by Matt Redman. For more information, visit JoyceMeyer.org or call 1-866-C-Joyce. was actually praying about what God wanted me to pray for you about today, I felt like that he just reminded me that there's a lot of people in the world that are lonely. And if you're one of those people, then I want to pray for you today. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And, you know, loneliness is a very painful thing. And a lot of people are lonely. They don't have family or they're estranged from family. Maybe they've moved to a new place and haven't made friends yet, but whatever the reason, I know that you don't want people to be lonely. And so I pray that you will provide people with the right friendships. If it's somebody that's not married yet and they want to be, I pray, pray that you'd provide that right person for them. If it's someone who is estranged from their children, I pray that that rift would be healed and they would have a good close relationship and father i pray that people would realize that you're always with them they're never ever a time when they're by themselves although many times they feel that they are and i also pray lord that people that are lonely would not just always wait to be invited but they would be the one who does the inviting many times we're lonely because we sit in an isolated place waiting for somebody to reach out to us, but we can reach out to others and solve our own problem. So I pray that you will lead and guide people and they will not suffer from loneliness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being with us today, and I pray that you'll have a great day. And get ready to be overwhelmed with new friends. We hope you have enjoyed today's program. Please contact us or visit JoyceMeyer.org to share your prayer requests, see the conference schedule, or partner with us in sharing Christ and loving people all across the globe. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries.